0: I'm Sonia Rita, and welcome to the very first episode of Running on Optimism. I'm so excited about my very first guest. Uh, It was a no-brainer to ask him to be on here with me, especially because we don't have to socially distance. It's my husband, Marco. Marco is a two-time marathoner. Uh, He's got lots of 5Ks under his belt, and most recently, on December 30th, he completed his first 50K, officially making him an ultra-marathoner. So Marco's here to talk about that experience, talk about how 2020 and COVID kind of changed all of his running goals, and mostly talk about his inspiration, which happens to be our amazing warrior, our Isabel. So welcome, Marco, to our cozy interviewing spot. I'm excited to talk about you and talk about your running. I feel like we have this unspoken understanding but I'm excited to just get it out in the open.
1: Well, first off, thank you very much for having me. I, I am incredibly honored to be on your show and and to be the very first person that you you asked to be on it. You're right. I mean, we have this this natural understanding. I think obviously we've been married now. It's going to be ten years this June, um, where we can just you know nod our heads. But. For the sake of a podcast, it's probably not going to be the most interesting (laughs) conversation. We just nod our heads back at each other, for back and forth for about 30 minutes or so.
0: So I want to start by saying that I thought we started this running journey thing together, like simultaneously (laughs) at the same time. Like we decided to sign up for that lemon run for Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation in 2015. Yes. And we put together a team And somehow, for a very long time, that was the point that I kind of look back at. This is when we started running. The more you accomplish and the more I see you doing these huge things beyond what I'm currently capable of just because of injury and whatnot, I'm like, wait a minute. There's got to be more. (laughs) Like There has to be something that you've done before we met or in another life That has made running kind of just click for you. So, where does it start?
1: Um, I guess it's, I mean, it started in high school with regards to just running in general and just being active, probably even before then. Um, uh, Brief side note I grew up in Portugal, played a ton of soccer because that was the thing you do when you're two or three years old. So, you, you, You are naturally um, thrown outside, especially in the area in which we grew up, right, where we just played outside and our parents waited, uh, just called us back in for lunch or dinner. So I spent the entire, my entire childhood pretty much outside running around, playing sports, doing all those things, but never formally running. Uh, In high school, I played soccer, so I had some natural athleticism from that, but To be honest with you, the running was never fun. I I hated that part of soccer practice. I couldn't stand just running laps for the sake of running laps.
0: Can I pause you a second? Because I'm sitting here laughing. Um, I think I need to rewind so that the listeners can kind of get a better um, understanding. So Marco uh, recently ran on December 30th. He ran his first 50K. And he had signed up for a trail fifty k here in New Jersey, but it went virtual. So tell us a little bit about that and why it's hilarious that you used to hate running and now you kind of voluntarily chose to run thirty one miles.
1: Well, just because of the fact that it was it was going to be an unsupported effort, uh, I thought it was just better if I did a normal my normal ten k loop that I do most mornings. Um, if I just did that five times so that way i could just make sure i got the 50k in um it wasn't enjoyable and 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 i told you afterwards that it got hard after the third third loop uh just because it was the same scenery and and um it it visually wasn't any more stimulating the last two loops and i knew i still had two more to go and it was obviously getting more and more tired but it um i wasn't I, I I was doing it for a greater purpose it wasn't it didn't matter that it was just the same loops I think in high school I didn't have any greater purpose I didn't see the light at the end of the rainbow there or the light at the end of the tunnel I mean uh, with regards to getting gaining fitness so I could be a better soccer player I just thought of it as something that I had to do so I could play soccer and and enjoy myself more um but you're right I, I think formally with running our journeys actually did kind of start around that same time. At, uh, back when we signed up for that lemon run in 2015 it was my very first race that I'd ever run um, I had run at the gym for cardio fitness uh, and I was doing maybe you know 30 minutes on a treadmill which usually meant that I was going over 30 miles back then so I, I did have a natural base layer of, of cardio fitness but I could never and never wanted to run more than 30 minutes in my entire life um, so a 5k didn't seem too daunting when we signed up for it because I thought of it in those terms. I was like, oh, yeah, I run for 30 minutes. You know, it shouldn't be too bad. Let me go out there and, and try to do that and hopefully break 30 minutes and run three miles. It'll be a good time.
0: But it's not as simple as that. No. Because... <laughs> so when I decided, okay, let's raise funds for childhood cancer research, of course, um, that was... I mean, Izzy was... Um, more than halfway through her chemotherapy treatment. Um, was well, she?
1: I think she, when we stopped, when we signed up for it, it was March, right? So it Did was. Did we really? Yeah, it was early on that wow. we realized because the that race
0: that wasn't until November. Yes,
1: yes. So we, you had mentioned, oh, this would be fun to run and and to raise awareness. And I, I mean, I don't think I had to think for very long on it. I, I immediately agreed. I thought it was going to be a great idea for all of us just to get together and kind of rally around our little girl and what it turned into was this amazing phenomenon i i mean our friends and the people that just came out of the woodwork to support us and to support her was so incredibly inspiring that i i think that that's what really catapulted us down this journey and beyond i mean there were just so many things that have happened and transpired since but i think we specifically around the running and that 5k it was just really great to see i think well, where were we we went to we're in northern new jersey uh northern central jersey and we had over 40 people um drive down meet us at 8 a.m on a sunday morning in philadelphia which is yeah. you know it's a couple hour drive uh and to be there at seven o'clock so they could run with us or support us
0: all wearing you know the same t-shirt and yeah. We raised more than $15,000 yeah, in one, amazing. for one race. Yep. Um, so, you know, it was, it was the idea of running a 5k, I guess was, was yeah. simple. You know, like you said, you ran 30 yes. minutes at the gym exactly for right. your cardio, but it wasn't as simple as that. Um, tell me more about, so after that first lemon run, what then? Cause so, I can't remember. Did we just keep running? I know. I know. I kind we, of did.
1: We, we did. We did, but not in the sense that we were overly focused on on training or anything. I I think we we really enjoyed that experience. It was so incredibly uplifting that we wanted to replicate it again and again. So I know we yeah. signed we signed up for it as soon as we could, yeah. as soon as registration opened up for twenty sixteen, and then the same in twenty seventeen. Um, just to back up a little bit, just a point of pride. So mm-hmm. I, I ended up coming in first out of our entire group when we ran it the first time, oh, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. So I I um, am naturally competitive, so I like to uh, I I like to try to do my very best when I could. So my first one, uh, I think I ran it in what like 24 minutes. Yeah, it was 24 and change. Was I remember, it yeah.
0: That fast? Wow. Yeah.
1: So it was 24 and change because yeah, I averaged like seven minute and really? something miles. Yeah. I can I it was can close look- to eight, maybe eight.
0: I can look that up and put it in the show notes, (laughs) just to make make sure we're accurate. And Marco, as he's saying this, has a smirk on his face because, so like, in 2015, at our first lemon run, he came in first out of like our group of friends out of Team Izzy's infantry. Um, But tell me a little bit about what happened in uh, 2018.
1: (laughs) It wasn't 2018, it was 2017. So 2016, same thing happened. We registered. We we had a whole huge following. It was awesome. We didn't raise as many funds. I don't think we ever raised nearly as many as we did the very first year. But it was still an amazing experience. It was was almost like our little rallying cry around our little girl. And and we, we really appreciated the support. Um, and then as a nice little kicker, we ran this race and it was fun and we we took it seriously. And, 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 and similarly, I, you know, I ran at the gym and tried to train for it, but it wasn't, I, I didn't take it overly serious. And, uh, I slowed up a little bit, I think the second go around, but I still ended up coming in, uh, ahead of all of our friends that, that second year and the third year, had less of a following again it started to diminish a little bit at the at the race itself but we still had a good like 20, 20 people there I think 20 25 oh yeah and the friends that that were always running it always ran it with us Um, and that year one of my friends uh, that had run at the previous years had started getting really into shape and started really trying to run and I was taking the exact opposite turn at that point in time 28 uh, 2017. Um was a year where I it was a little bit of a transition. We went to yeah. we we uh, we were doing quite a few different things. Um, and I
0: mean, Izzy was done with treatment, so we yeah. were just kind of living la vida loca. We yeah. were just trying to
1: exactly w- right. We, we live we, life. We started we started going on more vacations just because we could. Um, it was just it, it, exactly right. We were just trying to soak up every single last ounce of life, and it, it, I I didn't take my health nearly as seriously then so i you know i wasn't training and then that that lemon <laughs> run i i ended up not beating my friend i came in second uh and i um i was winded uh like really winded almost to the point of vomiting at the end of that and i i re- realized that yeah. i was like wow i was really out of shape i, I don't think i ever want to be here again so I kind of I took that in stride and realized you know what now it's time to really get serious about you know getting back to actually focusing on going back to the gym and and working out and and running and getting my cardio fitness up.
0: So, aside from okay, so like your competitive nature, sure that wanted made you want to push and do better. Um, you saw you said that you saw yourself being less healthy. Mm-hmm. How else? What else motivated you? What else kind of translated? Because the 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 marathons and all that didn't happen quite yet. So, and I want to talk a little bit about how that happened because sure. that's a story. Um,
1: so, so yeah, and and I can tell you exactly I can tell you exactly why that was. I I mean that first one, I, these things coincided with directly coincided with her struggle. So Isabel's struggle, um, um and what she was going through at the time. And that, that inspiration, that uh, just watching her sh- go through some of the most difficult things that any human being should have to go through or should never have to go through really, um, especially when, she, you know, you're, we're talking about a one-year-old and a two-year-old. Um, so watching her go through this treatment, it was the, it was the inspiration that I needed to, ha- to to get out there and train to to be uncomfortable to sh- she essentially showed me that we do hard things in this family and that's been our mantra ever since and even she'll never know that and now she knows that that's our mantra but she gets it now but it, it back then it was watching her struggle and watching her do some of these things like go through you know an intensive chemotherapy infusion and then feel awful for that week um, I mean, we can we relive the vomiting and the and the nausea and the and and everything, but then that you know that smile that just popped right back on her face twenty to thirty minutes right after that happened was was the inspiration really. It's it's she she took everything in stride and didn't let it get her down, and watching her do that made me realize that if she could go through that stuff, then I could be uncomfortable. Then I could. Force discomfort on myself knowing that there's there's a greater good to this there's going to there's going to be a reason why we struggle now so that way we can end up in a better place right and then that that's that was the inspiration and that's why we pushed and that's why i really wanted to make sure when i ran that first one that i ran it the, and i was strong when i did it and i you know i i i knew that i was going to go out there and, and give it a really good effort and and at the time it was an amazing effort i mean 20 24 minutes on change i I, i'm positive it was 24 27 i think it was yeah um i looked at it recently and i was like well i was still really proud of it because it was it was awesome for not ever racing before for not ever doing that and not ever running that distance and and trying i just you know I, i left it all out there that day i remember and i was so super proud of it and the second year similarly she was still you know she had finished a little earlier that year um she had finished in january of that year but still it was it was still fresh it was still something that you know that she had just completed and then after she finished her chemo then we still couldn't go anywhere until we had her port removed and then so we were still very much in it and she was already and i mean right after her surgery she was already in all sorts of different therapies occupational therapy and physical therapy all sorts of therapies aqua therapy right so Watching her do those things was also the inspiration. That third year, I think, it, it got to the point where we, we just got comfortable in it, yeah. I think. And I, I and I think that that also translated in, into, into the training and, and into taking some of these things seriously. And well,
0: I think that, I think, you know, to to your credit, you know, we got comfortable. We just kind of moved on, and, and that's okay. Um, it's what you do after yeah. that I feel makes makes the bigger difference do we just kind of stay here do we stay stagnant or do we move forward finding new things to do which you did yes yeah because i remember i was still kind of steady wanting to challenge myself i you know i was like great you know what's next for me i'm going to sign up for my first 10k and marco was cheering me on and i said so i want to sign up for this 10k because i want to do my first half marathon in 2019. So now we're talking about like June, July of 2018 and I want to do my first half marathon the next April and Marco said, "You know what? I don't know that I'm really up for doing that type of distance." But he had been running and training and and doing this for fitness and for his health, like he said, so what happened shortly after I asked you whether you wanted to do a half marathon with me? Uh, I think and it's... you said that, no, you were not interested really in doing a half marathon. So let me know.
1: Please. I, well, uh, just to rewind you. Yeah. So I started running a little bit faster uh, and taking it a little bit more seriously. When I started going back to the gym, I focused more on the cardio and, and some strength training. And, and I started to, to lose weight pretty quickly. Um, and and get back to to decent shape. So I was running you know, for 30 minutes, and then I, I'd go lift, and then that was my workout for the most part. And so I started gaining a little bit more fitness, and then the weather started to turn because it was the springtime, mm-hmm. and, and I, I enjoyed running outside, so I started taking some of my runs outside, and, and that was nice, but still running three, I think four miles mm-hmm. was still my my max at that point in time. I'd run for like 35, 40 minutes if... if I'd rarely ever run 40 minutes. Yeah. Um, it was mostly 35. And then you said that. And I was like, (laughs) wow, I think that that would be a really far, far distance. So the next day I tried to run as far as I could. And I made it to like nine miles and I hit the wall hard. I hit the wall. And then I realized, though, that if I could just do that and scale up really quickly from four to nine, that a half marathon wouldn't be too far fetched. So I did the next... Logical thing and just signed up for a full marathon on well, for October. N-
0: no, you went out one day and you said, "I'm going out for a ten miler." When you got back, you were like, "Well, I did ten miles and then I did 11. And then I was like, "You know what? Let me see if I can do a half." And you came back after having done a half marathon.
1: Yeah, well, that was a couple weeks later. Yeah, I did because the, then I realized that if I took a gel or two with me, that I could I could manage. Yeah. And um, once I realized that I. I it, it just took a little bit of tweaking that nutrition that I could get the thirteen miles in, um, that I could potentially train for a full. And I made that decision. It was June, July, like you said. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Well, if I could, if I could just do thirteen, I might as well see if I can't push
0: for twenty six point two. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and and this entire time, the reason why we, the, every single time I laced up and I went out the door, and because this also coincided with with her going through some things with with her back mostly and uh, some of the, the other issues that, that she was facing. So if you haven't gotten the gist of this, my daughter is very much the inspiration as to why it is that I run, why her struggles on a daily basis, and she has many struggles, and I'm sure throughout the course of many of these conversations, you will hear more about this, but she, she is a ray of sunshine when we talk about Hmm. optimism it's fitting that that your podcast is running on optimism it's because um our little girl is a ray of sunshine she is optimism personified and it's it's amazing to see that little human being grow and and face every single challenge with with this, that smile on her face and, and that, that that enthusiasm because that's what's essentially driven me into to some of these things that I've done since. And that's why every time I went out there, it was with the full intention to show her how this, these things are not easy, it, but it, it's it's for her. So I signed up for the Atlantic City Full Marathon. Uh, my A goal was, I think, 3.45, my B was four hours. and um, and I came in at 3.53, and I was and I was scared there in that last mile. Yeah. I I cramped like I'd never cramped before, and I had to start walking. And I never, in any of my training runs or anything like that, never did I, 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 I walk. So it scared me because I didn't know if I was going to be able to even continue to walk. My leg, my hamstring on the right side, locked up so badly, and it was because I was, again, nutrition was my issue. But I, I luckily locked up about 20 yards away from a, a Gatorade station. I downed three cups of Gatorade, stretched, and, and continued to start jogging. And, and luckily that, that loosened it up a little bit or enough to, to make it that last mile. Because this was mile 25 mm-hmm. when this happened. It was on the boardwalk. It was actually a nice way to finish. but
0: Well, but yeah. and that was your first... Marathon and to finish in under four hours, is fantastic. But to finish in under four hours while also battling, a kind of tweaked up hamstring is pretty incredible. So what were like what were you thinking that last mile?
1: Well, well how long did
0: how long did it take you to finish that last mile? And what were you thinking?
1: Well, so uh, it was it was mile twenty five that it happened. So I I still had one more mile after that. Um, but yeah, that last mile, uh, that mile, that twenty-fifth mile—I think I, I don't remember my splits exactly, but I remember it was—it was up there, and I had already started slowing down significantly toward the end. I went out too fast because it was my first marathon, and I'd never been in that hyped up for a race before in my entire life, and yeah, I just it—it uh, it was worrisome, but I i knew that i was going to finish and and that was that was my single most important goal was to finish that marathon to to show my daughter that i could i was going to cross that finish line and know that she was right there she's only a mile away i put myself through this training to try to show her that we could accomplish some of some things that we would, never thought we ever could in our lives. I mean that that running twenty six miles was was never a goal for me. And I knew that my reward was going to be to, to to hug you guys at the end of it and and to really show her that, you know, we we do hard things here. We we do these things because it's it's going to make us better people in the end. It's it's what it it's it's what molds us. It's the the struggle is what essentially I think Is some of I think it's persevering through the struggle can really define some of the best moments of your life. And that's when I look back at some of the the struggles that I had faced in my life and specifically with her, some of the struggles that we faced as a family. Some of these highlights were were kind of Around running, right? So mm-hmm. some of the things that we we done that were so phenomenal that that kind of shook us to our core and, and to, to, the positivity that we saw from a support and from a family and, and from from our friends and it, it was like I, I, for some reason, like the, the, these running races and these uh, and the 5k that we even put on for his, his infantry, right. you know the, so those are some of the best moments of this journey was, was to see that support. And the people that that came out to help us and support us through that but
0: it's it's funny you you mention it because i was thinking back to that experience of watching you run the atlantic city marathon and we just had fun mm -hmm. waiting for you and there's a certain type of energy that comes from these events but even greater i mean the atlantic city marathon was huge and it was fun but, I mean, the stage was entirely different a year later.
1: Yeah. That, that was phenomenal.
0: I mean, a year later, you ran NYC. Not only did you run one of the biggest marathons in the world, obviously. It's one of the five today, majors. I think because
1: it was 2019, so it was the last time they actually put it yes. on. So, it, I think it still holds the record for the wow, largest marathon. Wow, yeah. That's really <laughs> yeah. cool. I mean, well, no, really. thanks,
0: <laughs> thanks, COVID. <laughs> wow, that's, that's incredible. Yeah. I mean, the biggest stage for for you know amateur runners, and then on top of that, you ran on Team Lemon for Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation yeah. to raise funds for childhood cancer research. Yeah, that's
1: how I got my spot was because I I, um, uh, I partnered up. Well, we partner up all the time with the Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation. So. Yeah. Um, so it was an easy ask for us because we, we really got into this running and that and I and I wanted to to raise funds for Team Lemon and, and really show some solidarity and, and some support to an organization that's really helped us and supported us too. So um, uh, it was really uh, it was really happy and 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 blessed that they were able to to provide me with that charity bib so that way I could have that opportunity. I trained for it hard and. And I realized even in the training that um, when I was training for it, I wanted to soak it in more than really run it for the fastest time that I could mm-hmm. on that day. Yeah. I realized that pretty pretty much like early on, I was like, wow, I, it, it would be amazing to, to do so. But luckily, I mean, I trained hard and, and I, I got my fitness level up where... And made running the twenty six point two a lot less daunting than it was the first time, and then uh, y- there's this thing about running your your next one is the fact that you already know that you can do it yeah, right so yeah. so <laughs> that, that first one is always tricky and tough because you never know if you can if you really have the twenty six two and you it's it was unbelievable the crowds were amazing again I went out way too fast uh, as soon as you get over the Verrazano bridge I was uh, you get hit with a wall of sound in Brooklyn and it's, it just doesn't stop the entire time. The only silence you get is at the bridges and, but it, it is unbelievable. And someone gave me this tip that you should wear your name on your shirt, but make sure you put it on the front of your shirt. Um, and I was like, "Oh, that's kind of interesting. Let me try this." So I, I put my, put my a team. I, I, had a custom shirt built uh, or made that that said "Team Lemon" on the front, and it had my name on it, and then, um, uh, and then on the back, I even wrote, "I run for my little girl Izzy," and, um, it was unbelievable the amount of supporters that were there, on the sidelines, and they would reach it, just shout your name out and 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 cheer you on. And and for the, uh, regardless of how hard it got, it never really got that hard in that marathon just for that reason alone. Because throughout the entire race, people were chanting for you by name. And I, I think that the, my, the greatest moment of that race for me was when I, I saw this older gentleman that I was that I was running next to, I think we met up around like mile three. And I started, I started just running somewhat next to him. And I, I wasn't even paying attention. But all of a sudden I heard him say. Um,
0: I love this story. Yeah,
1: I heard him say, how old is he? And I was like, because it, it caught me by surprise. Because one, I run every single one of my runs by myself. right? Yeah. So, so I don't run with other people normally for any of my training runs. So just to have someone actually talk to me while I'm running was a new experience. And then secondly, the fact that they knew my daughter by name, I was like, well, wait a second. How, how do you know my daughter's name is Izzy? Uh, <laughs> uh, well, it's shirt. But, sure. <laughs> but yeah, but I, then I remembered. yes, I, I wrote it on the back of my shirt. And I was like, uh, she's seven. And I started talking a little bit about Team Lemon. And... Um, and well, she was and, six at the time. Yeah, sorry. well, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, yes, so she was six. And, and we started talking about Team Lemon and, and some of the things that they do and, and why I run. And then I asked him about him and, and, and found out that he'd run this marathon many times. I think he that was his eighth or ninth time running it. And he was incredibly nice. We, we, we stayed on the same pace for about two miles and he realized that I, I was going too fast for him. So I was—I think I was running like seven thirty miles. He's like, "You're you're you're going too fast for me. I'm gonna to have to let you go." But it was nice seeing you. Hope you have a great race and give my uh, give my regards to Izzy. And I was like, I definitely will. And and that stuck with me up until he said hi to me again when he passed me around mile twenty because <laughs> I was dying at that point. And he said hi to me again. I was like, you got to keep going. And he's he. he he mentioned to me by name, he's like, do it for Izzy, you got to keep going, you got to finish this race, you do it for Izzy. And I was like, well, I knew I was going to definitely finish. But it was incredibly uplifting to see him again, and to see him just trucking along at the exact same pace that I had left him with. And and knowing that he, he remembered me, he still was emotionally vested in me finishing um even though i just met him and and that's what it is about this community that's that's been so so addicting and i think that that's that's what i absolutely love about other runners that i meet and other individuals that i can talk to about running is the fact that we have this immediate spark right our conversations i can speak to someone that i barely know about a hundred different things that when it comes to running right because we could talk about gear We can talk about different races, different strategies. It's all so much fun, and it's so easy and fluid. And everyone, everyone, is so positive, right? Because there's not anyone that's going to sit there and say, "Wow, uh, you you should." I I can't even pretend to be negative about this.
0: Would you would you say say that it just um, is it the endorphins? I think we've had this conversation multiple times about the running community. and my take is that when you are running, you are running with intention for yourself. You're, com- you're, you're your biggest competitor. You're not running against anyone else. Is that kind of the vibe that you that you get to from, yeah, no, from the I, community?
1: There's, a, I've never run a race or any train. well, especially on the training runs, but any of the races that I've run it's never been against anyone else it's always been just for me to beat my previous best if i'm if i'm out there trying to to throw down really fast times or trying to 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 hit a, a some sort of pr in, in some distance it's always about me just beating my previous best it's never it's never about beating the person next to me not Only, okay. I mean, at the end, if I see a little bit of a kick, if I still got some some gas in the tank at the very end of a race, I will sprint it out. And then if that means catching people and knocking people off while I'm, while I'm coming in, that's that's the extent of my competitiveness. But what? it's not it's not really to race anyone else. It's always been about my previous best and trying to, to beat my PRs.
0: And I think, I mean, because you're talking about if I'm going for a really fast run and it's all relative, yeah. right? I mean, especially as amateur runners, it's all relative because well, fast for me,
1: right? Well, so yeah, it's because my fast.
0: and my fast is your recovery run. <laughs> I mean, we, and I don't mind that yeah. we go out for our runs, and I'm glad that I can help you slow down, and you help me speed up. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. Like that's a that's a wonderful thing that I think um, is unique to amateur running. Yeah. But going back to to the New York City Marathon. Um, I mean, Izzy, my parents and I had a blast. <laughs>
1: well, that, well, that was also... Okay, so I said that one of the most uplifting parts of running that marathon was when I had the opportunity to speak with this random gentleman that, that, that had uh, a full-fledged conversation with me about my daughter that he never met in his entire life and just randomly read on the back of my shirt... But in actuality, it was seeing you guys. Luckily, I, I did actually see you guys twice, yeah. which was really phenomenal Well, that when I w- saw you.
0: That's the thing that I also, um, you know, when I talk about running on optimism, it's just, um, it's participating in the running community that's optimistic because I didn't run NYC and I still look back. Izzy and I and my parents who were there with us look back on that day as like one of the coolest things. And it was so beautiful because we all had the app and I had one woman tap me on the shoulder and say, oh, you know, where is, where's your person? And I told them what mile you were at. Oh, well, my person is at X miles. I think she's coming around the corner. Do you mind if I sneak in? Cause we had a great spot right mm-hmm. there. Do you mind if I sneak in? Oh my gosh, I'm not, you know, I'm like, oh my gosh, no problem, absolutely what's her name? so she shared her name and then suddenly like a whole group of people in the front row just watching started cheering for her oh there she is there she is and we're all cheering Mm -hmm. so then people stayed and they asked me who am I waiting for and I said my husband her dad Marco and oh is he coming yeah he's at mile such-and-such he'll be here in like the next like two minutes it seems like according to his pace And sure enough, there you were. And I know that you probably were just like dead focused on us. But there was a whole crowd of us cheering for you.
1: (laughs) It was. It it was actually really neat. Because as I got closer, it sounded like it was a bigger roar of of chanting and cheering. It was really, really cool. But I mean, we had made plans uh, a couple days before. I was like, well, I'm going to see you between mile 16. I was trying to catch you at at a specific cross street. And I I got worried because I couldn't see you at that cross street and the the fence kind of jutted in a little bit and mm-hmm. you guys were right in at yeah. that and so I didn't see you right away at first and then when I went right after I cleared that little um, that little blind spot there is when I saw you guys right there and it was it was amazing and then to see you again at the end really helped because that was the last mile yeah I mean <laughs> we had gone out of the park and then I had made that right on Columbus so it was. It was pretty cool knowing that you guys were waiting for me right there, and that it was I was almost done.
0: It was such a beautiful thing. I mean, Izzy remembered the trick that people would have their names, yep. and she was six. She just turned six. She yep. was in first grade, just started. Yeah. Um, she did not read yet, so she was super happy when there was somebody by the name of like Max who came through. <laughs> like three ne- three letter names, she was pumped. She was on it, ringing her cowbell. Max, woo! And yeah. we just remember that day. It was it, just so
1: positive. It was amazing. It, it really, really is. It, it really was. Really, really was. And uh, and then I came in. Um, what was it? I, I I had I had a good time. I I think I finished 3:36, um, which is still my fastest marathon.
0: Well, yeah, and well. That was the next thing I wanted to talk about. Yes. How has 2020 changed? I mean, I know, but they don't know.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> what marathoning has looked like, I mean, well, you had big plans. I
1: did. So it, it and it evolved, right? It all changed. I so we had uh plans to run um your first marathon, right? It was yeah. the New Jersey Marathon. We were going to run it together, my plan was to run it with you. I I was planning on running actually two marathons initially. Because uh, my initial plans was to run New Jersey with you mm-hmm. um, so I can help you and pace you. And then also, I was going to run the Marine Corps Marathon. And I was super pumped to do that one. So I did the Semper Fi Challenge so I could get a guaranteed entry into yeah. the marathon. Uh, so I signed up for that like right after New York. So Because I, I, I picked my fall marathon because I knew I wanted to do the Marine Corps Marathon. We love D.C., so we wanted to get down there and, and, and run that one. And I heard great things about that marathon.
0: Yeah, I was really excited to uh, to be down there for that one. Our best friend, one of our best friends, lives down in DC, so it would have been a really good time.
1: Yeah, shout out to Mel. Um, <laughs> and then, but uh, but yes, yeah, and since things started closing up on us, obviously, New Jersey got pushed back. Everything that was in the that was in the spring started getting pushed back my uh the half marathon the historic half which is what i had to run in order to get the guaranteed yeah. entry that was in may that got pushed back or no they went virtual so i ran that one virtually um and then i um uh started looking for for like early fall marathons um because when i realized that i wasn't going to run anything in the spring in person at least um that i i set a new goal was to try to see if i can't run a really fast marathon to try to qualify for boston
0: how naive we thought i'd yeah. be we thought we'd be liberated of covid by the fall
1: yeah i and yeah exactly we thought like oh yeah because we had plans to yeah. go on vacation we were going to portugal this past year and yeah and that felt, obviously nobody went anywhere um <laughs> so <laughs> Um. So of course, you know, I, 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 made the naive plans to try to get an early fall marathon on on the calendar. I found a fast one by, by us, uh, registered.
0: Well, that one in Pennsylvania. Yeah, right? Pennsylvania. What was the name of that one?
1: The Via Marathon, I think it's called. Yeah. Um, it's in Bethlehem. It runs from Bethle Allentown to Bethlehem. I think.
0: It's a pretty popular BQ, right? Uh.
1: Yeah. I, I think it's um, It's it, nice it's, and fast. Yeah. yeah. It, it's supposed to be a, a fast one, run mostly on, uh, on um. Um, uh, railroad trail or something. Oh, Uh, yeah, a rail trail. Anyway, um, so the the idea was to run a fast one so I can qualify for a BQ for my fortieth, which is now this year. Yeah. Um.
0: Yeah. So he alluded to this. So there was a, but like I just, I think maybe I'm a little bit more heartbroken than he is. So the his idea was to qualify for Boston. He's turning forty the day of or or what would have been the boston marathon yeah. this year so he would have won he would have run boston on his birthday isn't that so- on his 40th birthday that is just like the coolest thing and maybe i'm making him feel bad about it right now but <laughs> it <laughs> it sounded like a great idea to me
1: no it was it was a couple my birthday would have been a couple days before oh okay yeah cuz this way i could have banked the fact that i the was in 40, the 40th, that's yeah, right the next it, uh, it would have helped me by 5 minutes try to qualify for it Um, so yeah, so I started training over the summer and so I was getting pretty, pretty strong. And then, um, it was, I think early July, uh, that they, they called it. And, um, so that didn't happen of course. And so, so I decided to start doing something different and seeing if I couldn't find more in-person races and try to challenge myself in different ways. So. I started turning more towards ultras. I was always really super intrigued about trail yeah. running and um, and running further distances. Um, uh, I've got a lot, I, I can do a lot more with a marathon, I'm sure, but it's, it, I mean the situation presented itself, so I, I figured why not give it a shot. So to delve into the longer distance, I thought I'd try to sign up for a 50k, Found and I found a trail race that was local, it was actually a couple towns over from us. and unfortunately, just that went virtual too, just because of um, uh, the mass gatherings couldn't I think exceed fifty, so they just they just yeah. decided to call it.
0: Yeah, they because they had just made it when things were kind of lightening up, and then as the yeah. COVID situation here in New Jersey got worse again, they um, the new restrictions made it so that they couldn't have it. Right? Yeah. is that how it That's went?
1: That's exactly right. So I try so it went virtual. And then I, it was supposed to be January 9th, but as, as the months kept kind of taking away and I, I had gained this fitness, cause I had trained for 50K. I, I, you know I was about eight weeks out when they called it, uh, seven weeks out, sorry, yeah. so, um, seven weeks out when they called it. But I had gained a good amount of fitness and I was like, you know what? Why don't I just keep running? Keep running like there's gonna be another trail and when I realized that everything kept getting pushed off or, or canceled, because I, I, I kept checking a few different sites, run ultras and uh, run sign up, and there's nothing uh, that was in-person. So I, because um, I'd be willing to do a, an ultra marathon, especially with social distancing guidelines, and they're doing a, a pretty good job from what I understand. So I wanted to try to make it an in-person race if possible, especially at those distances. But that being said, I realized that the year was about to end and I hadn't run, it would have been the first time since I ran a marathon that I'd gone a year without running one. Yeah. So I wanted to just try for an ultra and at least make that marathon distance and it just made sense to, to go for it on December 30th. So I decided to run five consecutive 10K loops.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and. Um...
1: And you guys were but out there every, every time and it, just was, about. it was awesome. It was... it was
0: like Izzy was interested at first and then she's like, we're doing this again. <laughs> like she's, she's a real trooper, but you know what? We get, cut her a little slack. I knew though that, um, the, how many loops? It was five loops. Five so loops. we saw you at, before you began your fifth loop. Yes. And I was like, he's not looking good
1: well I was it was getting tired there yeah, I, I was yeah, yeah we were getting on to 4 hours of running so it was it was getting it was getting tough um, but yeah I, I i was i surprised myself I, I i kept my pace for the most for the most part i i think i only really let off the, my pace and i was doing well i think i stuck to like 830 miles i finished in 426 427 but that last loop i think mile 20 and yeah, mile 29 and 30 were tough ones. I finished strong on 31 because I knew the finish line was coming. So I I gave it all I had left. But 29 was a tough one. And again, it's nutrition, right? So yeah. it, luckily you met me out there halfway through uh, the, the third loop. No, yeah, you met me h- halfway through the fourth loop and in, in the middle of the fifth loop as well. So I saw you yeah. at the end of the fourth loop, beginning of the fifth loop, and then halfway through the fifth loop which was a lifesaver because you, you brought me Gatorade again. And yep. that helped me tremendously. And knowing that I only had two and a half miles left, three miles left to just push, you know, I was able to, to get it done.
0: All right. So I ask you this all the time. And you give me not a wishy-washy answer, but you're not sure. So are we going to Boston or do I need to start prepping myself to crew you? What's it going to be? Yes. To both.
1: <laughs> so uh, the idea I, I think now is just to, to, to continue to just get better. I enjoy going longer. I enjoy I I enjoy the the struggle and again going back to the inspiration behind all of it is it's a clear way to show her how we can continue to struggle and we continue to do some really hard things that we never ever imagined that we could ever be possibly able to do. And I never ever thought I could run a marathon, nor did I think I ever wanted to. And then I, I did, I ran yeah. two. And now I, was, I, I immediately knew that I'm able to run 50K and I don't know if I can run 50 miles. <laughs> Well, I'm, but, I have a feeling we're going to find out. I have a feeling that we're going to find I, out. I will give it a try, and I'll I'll train for it, and I will do the right things. So I I say I don't know if I can. I am sure I'll be able to finish fifty miles. I just don't know how well that's going to be. But that's coming from a person that's never trained for one. You got me the gear, so now I got to use it. <laughs> that's right. right. <laughs> so for my for Christmas this year, I got a sell them, and they're not a sponsor. No, nope, no,
0: nobody's a sponsor yet, <laughs> but you know, we're here. Nobody's a sponsor yet.
1: But, uh, you got me that Solomon Vestla that I, uh, that I'm excited to start trying and maybe I'll pin down my nutrition cause it seems to be the recurring yeah. theme that I, I am not quite there yet on nutrition. Um, and I want to run a fast marathon so I can qualify for Boston because that I identified very early on in this running journey was going to be one of my big goals. Yeah. And I want to qualify for Boston. And I would love one day to to run a sub three hour marathon.
0: Yeah. And uh, I think from the sound of it, someday you'll be running New York or Boston, whatever it might be with Izzy. Yes. So well, that uh,
1: that is one thing that I had mentioned to her when I first started this journey is I would that if she ever wanted to run that I would run with her. And She told me that she wants to run a marathon, and I will be there to run it with her.
0: So, two last things. One thing that you have not mentioned yet that I think is quite an accomplishment, and every morning I'm like, it's okay, you don't have to go. How long has your run streak been?
1: um, So the last time I did not run was March 22nd of last year.
0: So this uh, today is um, Monday, January twenty fifth. As of this recording, this is going to be released February second. Yep.
1: So. So I'm about a month and a half away from my from a year.
0: Well, let's knock on wood, right? Cause, <laughs> <laughs> because we still have yeah. a a week to go before um, yeah. anyone listens to this. And barring any
1: injury, I I hope to at least make it that long.
0: And my last thing is. What is optimism to you? Do you consider yourself an optimistic, optimistic person? And what does that mean? How do you live your life through optimism?
1: It's, that's an interesting question. I try to be as positive as possible, right? So I try to be optimistic and I think I am optimistic, meaning I try to hope for the best in situations and in people. I can tell you that since I started running, I've become more optimistic and more positive. And I think yes. you can attest to that, yes, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, it it has been a mindset that I've enjoyed, and I I I prefer to be positive because negativity is just so draining. For some reason, running has has helped me focus on the things that really matter in life, and I think that that comes back to the inspiration to to you guys, you and Isabel, and and the main reasons why I do the things that I do.
0: Well, honey, thank you so much for talking. I know at first you were kind of apprehensive, but I do really admire and maybe sometimes I'm a little jealous of, <laughs> of what you do. I think it's really cool how you have found this part of you. And I love watching you run. I love being a part of it.
1: Well I love that that we get to do this together yeah. and that that we actually and it's taken us this, this this many years of of actually running but we actually made it a plan to to make some of these runs together and that, as yeah. I was helping you train for some of your longer runs those were my favorite runs of the week were the ones that I got to do with you um I absolutely loved being on this podcast and having the opportunity to talk to you um and, and it helps me refocus on why it is that we started this thing in the first place yeah. right so this yeah the, if for nothing else if no one else listens to this i it was i was having a good time making it so thank you so much
0: thank you so you know thank you all for listening to this our first well my first episode and um if you visit my website i'll put it in the notes um i would love some feedback uh things that you want to hear things you don't want to hear um tell me i would love to to have this kind of be a space for a community to build Um, so thank you for listening and i will catch you next time with running on optimism